Welcome to episode three, Garda Podcast. I'm your host, CJ James, and today my guest is, who was a guest on episode two, Marco Injury, host of the N One Podcast and host of the Marco Injury Show. Marco, what's going on, bro? What's going on, man? I'm excited to be here again. This is awesome. It's awesome, man. Today for episode three, I'm going to do a recap of the NFL Wild Card Weekend. And also a preview into the divisional round next week. So just wrapped up maybe about 30 minutes or so. Eagles-Bears, first reaction. What do you think? What happened? So it was a little bit of uh, uh, mostly what I thought it'd be as back and forth defense came to play. Obviously, Bears have a great defense. Nick Foles, though, two interceptions in the first half. I didn't know that the Bears' defense was going to come out and the secondary was going to come out swinging like that. But, uh, again, like I said, a lot of a lot of uh, what I expected, really. And it came down to a field goal, which I didn't think it would have, especially the way Trubisky was playing. I've, I've said this many times when Trubisky plays well. The Bears' team is great, and they thrive, and they win games, and they're fun to watch, and Trubisky played pretty well. But it came down to a field goal, and Cody Parkey, an above-average kicker, missed <laughs> the field goal. So we've seen that time and time again. I'm I had a loss for words because I, I, I just looking at it on paper, and and prior to the game, you know, I thought it'll be pretty close. But just knowing, like I said, looking at it on paper, Trubisky plays well. That Bears team usually comes out on top, and usually not super close like it was. It was 16-15, I believe. Yeah. I mean, just. Ah, man, I, I can't believe it came down to a field goal and Cody Parkey missed it. That's just crazy. Man, I, f- I really feel for Bears fans right now. Um, that was that was crazy. Um, you're right, Trubisky, you played well. But what the Eagles did well is they stopped the run, and that's what kept them in the game. You know, Jordan Howard only had 35 yards rushing. Right. Um and then the second rusher is Taylor Gabriel with 20 yards on two carries. So that was that was big time for Philadelphia. And and like you said, yeah, Chicago Chicago's defense is so good, man. I mean, yo, the Eagles are 16 points. I mean, you would expect your you would expect the offense to go out there at least give you 20. But man, yeah, that, <laughs> I really feel for Bears fans right now because. Like I, I felt like for that to go like that way was just wild. Right. Nick Foles played great. Nick Foles played great in the second half. Like you said, right. struggled in the first half, but you know he picked it up. And uh, and the Bears they stopped the run too. I mean, Darren Sproles really didn't do that much. Thirteen carries on twenty-one yards. So again, the Bears defense. I mean, Trubisky individually played well, but stopping the run was key because you know when when you're able to run the ball, then you have time of possession. And the Eagles, the Eagles had a lot of opportunities to get the get the ball back. So that's really what helped them um, score. And you know, Golden Tate. I mean, in the trade, you know, everybody was really saying like, you know, that trade was bad or they shouldn't have made that deal. And it's paying off right now. That's a big right. time play, big time play. He has a championship. So I don't understand why. I really don't understand why. People were doubting the, the move, like this man has a championship. Right. He was a key player in that 
in that uh in that championship run in Seattle too. And I remember he was the best receiver, and that was that was a receiving core with with Doug Bowen there as well. So I I don't know why people were doubting it, but man, he was clutch. Nick Foles. I don't know. It's I don't know. Is he a starter? Is he just an excellent backup? I don't know, man. It's really tough to really tell because when you look at the first couple first couple of years of his career, like, yeah, he, he, you know, played well in Philadelphia under Chip Kelly, had that great year, and then, you know, kind of struggled a little bit. I think he's a starter, man. I think he's a Yeah, he's, he's now <laughs> won <laughs> 10 of his last 12 starts. Uh, that's, that's great. I don't think that that's just uh, a good backup. I think that's a good starter. And yeah. I think that they, Philly said they're going to test his market, which I think is great. You can give him to a, a garbage team that needs a quarterback for, you know, couple or get a first round pick in there or get some young guys because uh, Carson Wentz is their guy Carson Wentz is young although he struggles with injuries Carson Wentz is the guy who they're going to go with in the long run injuries. and remember Nick Foles has that record seven pa- touch t- or excuse me seven pass touchdowns in a game um, you know the guy has some magic and, and we saw that again steps up beats this Bears team a lot of people thought we're going to go a long way this season I even heard a couple Super Bowl favorites for the Chicago team and then they get knocked off by the Philadelphia Eagles uh, and their backup quarterback. So, Bowles has that magic. Won the Super Bowl for him last year. Like I said, won ten of his last last twelve starts. I think he's a starter. Great backup. Uh, perfect for the Eagles as they have a struggling quarterback that uh, with injuries and whatnot. But yeah, I think it's great that they're testing his market too, though. So you said you said he should go. You know, they'll probably let him go to a bad team. Which which one of those teams do you think? Well, it's kind of hard looking at it now. I wanted to say, you know, Bills Cardinals, but they got their fair share. They got Josh Allen over in Buffalo, uh, Rosen over in Arizona. Um, and then now the Browns have, have Mayfield. So we saw this year a lot of teams filled in their quarterback gap and, and looks like, you know, they're sticking with that for at least the next few years. Jacksonville? Um, and, and I know Jacksonville was struggling with the Bortles. They benched him for Cody Kessler earlier <laughs> in the season. That was a big move. So, yeah, maybe we see a Foles to Jacksonville. And that would be crazy because Jacksonville, a.k.a. Saxonville, you know, the defense is there. Uh, as long as they don't get rid of, of Ramsey, I heard talks of Ramsey possibly going out. Um, I think the defense is there. The running backs are there. Uh, the receiving core is pretty decent. If they had a guy like Nick Foles, they could definitely make it to the playoffs. Uh, and I thought two years ago that team was, uh, was, was playoff bound for sure. And, and things just went south after they made all those major free agent signings. Yeah, it went. I think it went south, and it was it went south because of the quarterback play. Because you know, once once they went down and played New England, even though New England's defense even last year wasn't really that great, but the Jaguars are really one dimensional. You know, run the ball first and second down, and then if it's third and long, you got a pretty good chance of them coming off the field because you really don't trust Bortles' arm. So right. Uh, and that and that and that continued throughout this season, which is which is why he ended up getting benched. And it's just, I mean, I, I mean, you could just you see, I mean, you saw it even in the beginning of his career. It was just, I mean, the throwing motion is, is a little bit off. And this is the guy that went third in that in that draft, that 2014 draft with stacked players in that draft class, stacked players, Clowney, Mac, Donald, I think Odell, stacked players. And for him to go third, I mean. And then for it, for it to not really work out, it's unfortunate. But I think Foles definitely would be a great, great pickup for them. Has a championship, championship identity. Tom Coughlin, vice president of the Jaguars, obviously has two championships with the Giants. So I think that would be a great move. And, I mean, yeah, 
at Fournette in the backfield. D.D. Westbrook, I think, is a great wide receiver. Just, you know, <laughs> quarterback play is not that great. I think right. he's pretty good. And I think Jacksonville would be a, be a great fit. For them. Yeah, the Jaguars. Oh, I'm sorry. They need, quarterback. Yeah, no, they need a quarterback, and they're going to have the cap space. So, yeah. Right, right. And I, honestly, I think the Jaguars remind me a, a lot of the Chicago Bears uh, that invest a lot into their defense. Jaguars were supposed to have a good defense. The Bears do have a good defense. That's the difference there. Uh, but they struggle at the quarterback position. And although Trubisky isn't awful, uh, he isn't anything special. And, and honestly, Nick Foles has had a better season than Mitch Trubisky. And it all comes down to the quarterback still. If Trubisky plays well, the Bears are thriving. If Bortles played well, uh, the Jaguars thrive. And, and not a lot of people saw that, but I definitely noticed it, that when Blake Bortles was throwing for over 400 pass yards, 350 pass yards, a couple of touchdowns, no picks, uh, that Jaguars team was, was playing really well because obviously the secondary is there with Ramsey and Boye outside. Uh, two of the best corners in the league. They invested a lot of money in that D-line, a uh, couple of good linebackers. I mean, it, it's there. And then Fournette, T.J. Yeldon, it really is there. And it all came down to the quarterback, right? I mean, the quarterback's the one who uh, gets judged for the wins and losses in the playoffs. No other yes. position gets that. So, really, the Jaguars and the Bears are two of the same uh, in my eyes. And, and uh, the, uh, the Jaguars really got to get Bortles out of there. And the Bears really got – or Bisky really got bailed out by his defense this year, I think. And like I mentioned earlier, a lot of people thought this Bears team was going deep. Yeah, um, you got to remember, Trubisky, even look back when he was at North Carolina, I think he had only played, he only had 13 starts as a starter. So, you know, he's really, he's really young in, this, in the quarterback, uh, this quarterback realm, this quarterback world. So he's going to develop. He's a, he's a young piece. Bortles, you know, we've seen him. You've seen years already. This is year six, right. I believe. So we already know what he is at this point. So yeah, like I agree with you. Yeah, it's really it's, it's really time to move on. And even when he even when he had those years where he was throwing for like forty five hundred yards, those are really garbage garbage time. You know, he was you know just trying to come back. They were already down right. by a lot, and you know he was just throwing for a lot of yards, like empty yards really. So. You know, the, so the stats used to look really good, and then you know, now they have a good team, and then your play really didn't elevate either, so that really just goes to show, you know, what, <laughs> what he is. So I think, yeah, Nick Foles, Nick Foles, 29. I think, yeah, he's still – that's young. That's young. Yeah, yeah. So um, relatively fresh. Um, and now he had the rib injury, but, you know, like still relatively fresh, you know, didn't really – doesn't really have the amount of starts as other starting quarterbacks at that age. So uh, – so I feel like it's a no-brainer, man. Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. Right. It's a no-brainer. All right. Um, the Bears, I mean, what – so so. I, I felt like – I mean, I just feel like they should have gave the ball to, to Howard more. And, I, and you know, and, and before the game started, I felt like that's what they were – that's what they needed to do in order for them to win. They had to give the ball to Howard. To me, he's their best offensive player. <laughs> I mean, Tariq Cohen, him and, him and Cohen, I feel like, are the two best offensive players. I mean, you could throw Robinson in there, but that really just depends on how well Trubisky plays. So, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, for him to only have 35 yards, right. it's tough, man, tough. I, man, for, for them to lose like that, man, that's just right. home. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Howard can ground and pound for sure. I think once they get in field goal range, when they give it off to Howard, he makes some plays. Uh, gets them into the red zone and, and yes. gets them touchdowns every once in a while. But like I mentioned earlier, I think if Trubisky gets going, if he's if he's hit, 
uh, hitting his targets. If guys are open deep, you know, Tyrell Gabriel um, is Allen Robinson, I want to say. If those guys are catching his balls and, and Trubisky gets in that flow, then then I, I, I think it's easy money for the Bears in their pass game. I think that they don't have to stick to the ground uh, because, when, like I said, when Trubisky's on, the Bears are thriving. They don't have to worry about the defense. Khalil Mack's there. Uh, we saw Amos. We saw uh, Roquan Smith. They were all there today, but uh, just wasn't enough. I mean, they, they came down to a field goal. Yeah, it came, exactly. It came right down to a field goal. And I think, man, I really think the game plan, I really think Philadelphia's game plan was to let Trubisky throw for a lot. I mean, he threw the ball 43 times. Again, and, and that's – and in that – are going to be a lot of three and outs because since he's throwing the ball like that, and I think I think that's what Philadelphia wanted, um, right. just to wear that defense out so they can have multiple opportunities down the stretch, down the, throughout the game to the fourth quarter, and that's exactly what happened. They got that one drive, that one because I mean, I mean, Chicago was really playing great. They got that. That was all they needed was that one drive, that one drive right there that led to the touchdown, and that's that's exactly what happened. And uh, they play, yeah, they played well, and it really just came down to a field goal. Trubisky almost, you know, that would have been that would have been great, man. But uh, sorry, next to the next game that came on today, I won another man, another great game. This weekend was really good. The Ravens and the Chargers. What's your thoughts on that one? <laughs> yeah, so the Chargers came out on top by six. I was rooting for the Ravens. I'm a Broncos fan, so I wanted the Chargers to lose. Uh, it wasn't looking pretty at all. I was I was sold that the Chargers had this in the bag, and then the Ravens made that late comeback. Phillip Rivers completely bailed out by his defense, 160 pass yards, zero touchdowns, and his defense stops that comeback uh, late in the game. Uh, Lamar Jackson was on it after that first half, 194 pass yards, two touchdowns, uh, nine carries, 54 rush yards. Lamar Jackson was, was in his bag in the second half after an awful first half, and like I said, that – uh, Los Angeles defense bailed out Phillip Rivers. Melvin Ingram had seven tackles, two sacks, and a game-winning fumble recovery. The Ravens fumbled four times, three of which came from Lamar Jackson. So Chargers were able to easily get to Lamar Jackson uh, time and time again. Joey Bosa was there. I mean, that Ravens O-line was struggling. Uh, the D-backs were, were locking up the receivers on the outside. It was – I mean, other than that comeback, a little 20-point comeback, uh, where they were struggling, Lamar Jackson was was showing what he can do. Philip Rivers got completely bailed out by his Diaz. Like I said, only 160 pass yards and no touchdowns. Yeah, Chargers defense excellent, excellent. Lamar Jackson was the leading rusher for the Ravens, and usually, right. if that's the case, that means that's a good that's a good game for the for the opposing defense. Gus Edwards and Dixon, I mean. Through that seven-game stretch, I think they averaged like 230 yards a game. Right. And this and them combined, they only had 36 yards today. So Chargers defense was was uh, ferocious, man. You know, everybody was everybody throughout the entire week was talking about Baltimore's defense. Baltimore has the best defense. You know, they you know they have the formula to get to the Super Bowl. And you know, Chargers have one of the best defenses too. <laughs> Right, right. I really felt like they probably felt disrespected, you know, all week. You know, everybody was talking about, you know, Baltimore's defense, and they have a they have a dominant defense as well. Like you said, they have those those guys up front with uh, Bosa and Ingram. Ingram is, I'm so glad he's healthy. He had a couple ACL injuries early in his career, but now he's healthy. Him and Bosa, 
are beasts. <laughs> right. Beast. And then now you have Derwin James in the back um, in the secondary. That's really all they really needed. They really haven't had a, a dominant uh, safety like that since uh, Weddle, ironically. Um, and so, yeah, now they have that. He's young. Casey Hayward there. And just Jason Barrett's not even there. Hunter Henry, Hunter Henry's not even there on, on the offensive side of the ball. Gates still making plays. Right. Man, I mean, and, and Melvin Ingram really didn't, you know, he didn't, you know, he didn't even really play that great. He had the touchdown, you know, 40 yards and, you know, that's, uh, man, Philip Rivers, he just, he didn't make mistakes. Right. And that's, and Lamar Jackson made mistakes. Like you said, you know, three fumbles, turn the ball over, interceptions. Philip Rivers didn't turn the ball over. And that was really what, <laughs> that was the game. <laughs> really. Right. So, uh, uh, kudos to to uh, Chargers defense, man. They 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 stepped up big time, and they really they really silenced a lot of people who had you know everybody. I mean, everybody on TV. I've seen everybody was picking the Ravens. Ravens Chargers right. have, Chargers have no shot. I think they really watched that film in that first game, um, in the regular season when it was I think it was scored twenty two ten, Ravens, and you know right. they really dominated. Lamar Jackson played well. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure they watched that game a lot and, and really pretty much, you know, watched that film and, and dissected to see, you know, the holes in the offense. That's exactly what they did. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's because the Chargers are really just coasting it out. I think that once they found out they were making the playoffs, they were just trying to conserve Phillip Rivers, you know, like you said with Melvin Ingram. I think they were just coasting out their way to the playoffs once they knew the Chiefs had the division in the bag. Uh and, and coming into this game, I knew that the Chargers were that, were that more veteran team and, and all around had more talent in that Raven, But that Ravens team was just more hungry. They wanted it more. It seemed like Lamar Jackson was in his bag. I mean, they were 6-1 to, to end off the regular season. Like you said, they beat the Chargers. They were just on a roll. Uh, and, and they were on fire. And it showed in that 20-point comeback. And then the Chargers finally put their foot down and showed us what they can really do on the defensive side of the ball. And, and stopped that, and, and they came out with a win. And so it was a statement game for the Chargers. I think that it was something that was not unexpected at all. I, I knew that the Chargers had a very high chance of winning this game, like I said, the veteran team, and, and just all around more talent on that roster. And, you know, when you have uh, the youngest quarterback in playoff history starting, you, it's really a big risk on, you know, whether he's going to perform at a high level or not with, you know, playing in that bright light. So – did I expect this? Yes, but uh, was it fair to say that with the Ravens' hot finish to the regular season, they could easily top off the Chargers again? Sure. But- yeah, for, for sure. Yeah, they definitely easily could have. And, I mean, Jackson almost almost did something special. And I was really – I was impressed, you know, for him to struggle throughout the, pretty much the first three quarters. Fourth quarter really stepped up. Right. And, you know, they almost – you know, they almost came back. So uh, they're going to be fine moving forward. For now, for Jackson, it's just about now working on his mechanics in the pocket. You know, uh, now learning learning the game from from the uh, from the neck up and learning the game from that standpoint because you already know he's you already know he's gifted with his legs. Mm-hmm. Now it's really about him learning defenses, coverages, and you know once he does that, it's, it's going to be scary for the league. So. I'm, I'm, they're they're going to be. He's a rookie, 21, 21 years old. You have a young, pretty. You know, a lot of those guys on the defensive side are really young. Jimmy Smith, uh, C.J. Mosley, those guys are. You know, they're they're relatively young. So 
they're not going anywhere. There are there are the key pieces on on offense. They have, their tight ends are really young, so that I think the Ravens they're they're going to be fine. Yeah. And uh, again, yeah, Chargers dominant playing New England, and we're gonna we'll talk about that later. But let's talk about last night. Seahawks, Cowboys, another nail biter, close game, really close game. What was yeah, your, I, what was your reaction yeah, here? So, I honestly, I, I hate Cowboys fans. I I've always hated the Cowboys. Uh, I think Cowboys fans are the most annoying fan base in the NFL. But uh, <laughs> I, so I was rooting for the Seahawks. I've always I've always kind of liked the Seahawks, and I just felt that. I, I need them to beat the Cowboys so Cowboys fans can shut up. But, no, Cowboys top them off by two points, like you said, a nail-biter. And it wasn't looking pretty in the first half. The Seahawks just really couldn't get anything going on offense. But same with Dallas. It was really just back and forth, three and outs, you know. It was not a whole lot of nothing. But Dak Prescott, 226 pass yards, one touchdown, one rush touchdown. We saw he had that uh, that first down to end the game late in the fourth quarter. Yes. Um, that, that rushing first down, right? Ezekiel Elliott on the ground as well, 26 carries, 137 rush yards, and a rush touchdown played extremely well. Um, and then on the other side, Russell Wilson, 233 pass yards and a touchdown and a rush touchdown. So didn't play bad, but the defense wasn't there. The Cowboys do have a pretty high-powered offense. They're, they're playing at a pretty high level on offense this year, with that, especially with that addition of uh, Amari Cooper. He had seven catches for 106 yards. That's pretty good. Um, and then the Seahawks with Tyler Lockett, four catches for 120 yards. That was really good. So it really was a lot of back and forth. When you look at it on paper, you can tell uh, it was pretty even. But Rashad Penny and Chris Carson combined for only 49 rush yards. I think that was the big – that was the key there is the Seahawks couldn't ground and pound like they wanted to um, other than tossing that thing to Tyler Lockett. They couldn't give it to the big boy Chris Carson and let Rashad Penny run all over that Dallas Cowboys defense like they hoped. And, and like I said, that Cowboys offense was just electrifying and was able to beat the Seahawks there. Yeah, you, you hit on most of the points. Dallas's defense was excellent. You know, Seattle had the number one rushing offense um, throughout the season. So, like you said, for Carson and Penny to only have 49 yards combined, rushing is, is big. And Russell, Russell was accurate, you know, he, but, you know, he was, you know, 18 for 27, but those weren't really down the field, a lot of down the field, downfield plays, which is, um, you know, Dallas really did a great job of like playing a bend but don't break right. type of defense, but still having, uh, you know, elite players, elite pass rushers, uh, Lawrence, Gregory, and then, you know, they're two backers in the middle. They're, they're going to be, they're going to be dominant for years to come with uh, Van Der Esch and uh, Jalen Smith. So. They, they 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 do what they do. <laughs> Run the ball, mm-hmm. play defense. You know, uh, Dak, big time. So happy for Dak. I'm not a Cowboy fan, but I you know I do root for Dak. I've been watching Dak since I have, since Mississippi State. So, um, you know he's special and he's special and you know his story too is great. And you know of course a lot of people are gonna uh, doubt and hit on him because one he's a you know he's the Cowboys quarterback, but he's he's a really good quarterback. And that third right. team, that that was a big time. That's a big time play, especially after throwing that pick um, in the red zone. I was like, man, like, you know, but Russell Wilson getting another opportunity. Who knows, you know? And he still right. he still went down and scored again. So it's crazy. So uh, 
Yeah, that was a big time play by Dak, and just you know the drive and, and Zeke. Zeke obviously played great, and Dallas had more stars, and I think I think that really was the difference. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> no, no pun intended. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah like I mentioned a couple of times, that offense was just too overpowered, and really, if the Seahawks were able to stop. Uh, Dak Prescott, you know, if they let Zeke run all over him, but they were to able, if they were able to at least stop Dak, um, I think that they would have been fine with their rushing struggles. Uh, I think that you, you stop one of those two uh, great offensive players in Dallas, and you pretty much got the game in the bag because when those two are on, it's it, it's it's almost game over for you. And we saw that uh, the Seahawks just didn't have an answer, and only losing by two, honestly. But um, I think if you stop Dak or you stop Zeke that team really can't go anywhere. And even if, you know, you're the, the league's leading rushing team and, and your, your two running backs combined for only 49 yards, I think with a dual threat quarterback and Russell Wilson, that's okay. And when Russell Wilson's on, he's on, but he's honestly just been on a decline these past couple of seasons ever since that, that last Super Bowl for him. Wilson? Uh, his passing has just never been the same, in my opinion. R- Russell Wilson? I, I, yeah, I think so. I'm not with the hype on Russell Wilson. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think last year he he led the uh, he led the league in touchdowns, and then this year I think he was second, second or third. I think it's just, you know, they don't really have uh, like and, you know, like I talked about, you know, how the Cowboys have Cooper, Cooper. That was a big time trade. That was a big. That was they needed to make that trade. They needed right. to make that trade, and uh, you know, you know, Seattle really doesn't have that. And Doug Bowen is he's, he's special. He's a special right runner. I like Doug Bowen a lot, but he's not. Uh, you know, he's not – I mean, I don't, I don't – he's – they just don't – they don't – they need more talent. They need more talent other than Bowen. They need more talent other than um, other than Lockett. They need more guys on there so so you can really see the how special Russell is. I really think, you know, he's, he's a great quarterback. You know, he plays in Seattle. You know, it's not really like a uh, – you know, I mean, it's a big – it's a big-time market, but it's not – you know, it's not like New York. It's not like L.A. It's not like Dallas in terms from a football standpoint. So – um, so yeah, but I think, yeah, he's, I don't think, I don't think he's declining at all. I think he's getting better, you know, especially from, you know, when he first got in the league, when he, you know, the, the team was primarily run the ball, Marshawn Lynch, Legion, the boom. And then now, you know, the, the I think the team is now switching to him now. And I think it's just, right, right. Period, yeah, I think it's just an adjustment period now. Right. It's just for so long, you know, those, those five, five, five or six years, it was just run the ball, play defense. Russell don't make mistakes. And now right. it's more. Russell lead us now. So, yeah, it's just an adjustment period. But I think, yeah, I think Russell's fine. I think, you know, they need to get some more talent, get some more talent around. Yeah. And, um, and I, yeah. And I just think since the Legion of Boom, the team's just disintegrated, especially defensively. That's a big thing. And so, you know, the big thing is winning. And that's really what I mean. I don't think individually Russell Wilson, like, you know, numbers, he is declining. I just think at the end of the day, you're, you're determined, you're judged on, on winning. They don't – at the end, they, they don't care if you threw for 160 pass yards a game. If you were able to come out with some wins, that's what they're going to focus more on, right? And exactly. And this season, especially earlier in the season, the Seahawks weren't anything special. I thought that they just they just weren't going to be a playoff team this year, and I didn't think twice. I was just like, you know what? The Seahawks just aren't doing it this year. It's, it's no big deal. I mean, they just been disintegrating ever since the Legion of Boom. And <laughs> now the Seahawks have they, – they turned things around. They brought in – Chris Carson and Rashad Penny for, for Russell Wilson. Those are two young guys in the backfield, right? Yes. Uh, Tyler Lockett's improving. He's a young receiver. Doug Baldwin's still around. I think he 
is still above average. So on the offensive side, I, I think that that it's there. I just think that again, you know, no more Legion of Boom. Uh, that defense is 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 pretty bad. That defense is not is not that good at all. And and at the end of the day, like I said, it's all about the wins. So I think that Russell Wilson has the talent on offense, and what we saw in, earlier in his career, how he can make something out of nothing. You know, when he's scrambling, he can throw on the run. He's a dual threat quarterback. He's got it. He's got almost everything. I mean, he can throw downfield. He was making his money off of running out of the pocket and getting those medium balls to Doug Baldwin, to Jermaine Curse, right? Yeah, but, for sure. Yeah, it's um, he, and he doesn't. He's never really had that uh, that star offensive coordinator either. You know, right. like a lot of these um, you know, other star quarterbacks out there. You look at, you know, you know, I have Goff. Obviously, I mean, McVay's the head coach, but you know, he's known for him his OC. Uh, work so um you know look at you look at Nagy with the Bears you look at Doug Peterson with uh Foles and Wentz you know he really doesn't have that you know Schottenheim is cool uh, <laughs> and uh but you know it's not really a super, you know it's not Kyle Shanahan you know what I mean right so you know well you know that that could also play a factor as well and um I think for, I think the Seahawks the Seahawks defense they're they're not <laughs> they're not that trash. They just don't have the. They just don't have the stars, right? They don't have the. Right. Um, you know, they don't have Cam. Unfortunately, Cam retired. That was so. That was that was really tough when I when I heard that that news that he retired. Right. Uh, you still have Bobby Wagner. Still have KJ Wright. KJ Wright made a big time pick in that game. I mean, that could have changed the game right there. So, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The linebackers are there. Sure. Yeah, the linebackers are there. I like Frank Clark. Uh, he's you know he's he's developed well. Uh, early, earlier when they drafted him, he had he had, he had a um, couple off the field problems, but I'm glad that he's matured. He's picked it up. Uh, they have another guy, Jaron Reed from Alabama. He's good. Um, it's just yeah, they're just young. They're really young, honestly. Right. That's that's really what it is. And I think you know once they gain some experience, this was experience. You know, Russell's really probably the only one on the team, and Bowen, and probably maybe a couple other guys have really been in this type of scenario. Right. So for them to only still lose by two. Right. I think it was good. I think, I mean, I mean, not good, you know, obviously you don't want to lose, but I think, you know, getting that experience. And like you said, I think a lot of people didn't expect them to be in the playoffs. So, sure. Sure. So yes. um, I think, you know, it's a, it's a learning experience and Dallas, Dallas had, had the better players on, on both sides of the ball. And I think that's why they ultimately won the game. Yeah. I think Dallas was, was more hot this year than Seattle. I think uh, yes. Seattle was really, Pooper, man. Like you said, they're young, so they were giving it all they had. But with with Dallas on that roll, Dak Prescott, Zeke, they're they're no joke, right? I mean, they're already stars. Cooper's so Cooper's and, special. And they brought in Cooper, and he turned around his career, right? Yeah. And that defense wasn't a joke this year. They they were able to make big stops and, and, and big time plays and big time moments. So I think Dallas was just was just too hot for Seattle. But uh, yeah, like you said, learning year, still young in Seattle, figuring things out. Dallas, yeah, Dallas is going to be scary too. They're young guys, like you just talked about. You talked about Dak, Zeke, and, and Amari. All those guys are under 25. So, wow. yeah. I mean, yeah, it's going to be – Cooper was such a – that was a great trade, man. That was a great trade. Yeah, we were all – all NFL fans were a little little iffy on, on what was – was it a first-rounder, right? Yeah, it was a yeah, first-rounder first Amari. Yeah. And everyone thought, oh, well, I mean, he's, he's led the league and dropped balls two out of his three years in the league. And hasn't been doing anything special this this season before he got traded, and and especially last season it was just 
it, after it was a sophomore slump and it just went downhill. It was, it was bad. You wouldn't think he would trade a first rounder for uh, Amari Cooper at all. And then he comes into Dallas and shows that he's definitely worth a first round pick. He played, he's been playing great in Dallas. Well, for one, you got to, for one, Zeke plays a big part in that because you have to play eight in the box because Zeke is is special. So you have to bring that safety down. So he's going to see a lot more one-on-ones and he's special. I mean, he's been, he's been dominating since Alabama days. And even, I remember even watching him when he was in high school. So he, I mean, he was, and he was dominant Alabama like freshman year, all the way to his like third junior year where he, where he left. So Big, the moments, the moments are never too, too, um, too bright for for Cooper. I mean, it just change. Sometimes a change of change of scenery can can change a lot, and I feel like right. that, that was that was big for for him. And uh, yeah, like I said, he's seen a lot of one on ones, and he's a great route runner. Unlike Des, that you know, that was really the knock on Des last year. You know, Des really wasn't that great of a route runner. He was more of a possession guy, throw it yeah. up, you know, jump ball receiver. That's why you know they kind of struggled, and they still went nine and seven. And then you know, that's why they kind of, yeah, that, yeah, they still win ninety seven, and you know because they didn't really have that you know uh, elite uh, route runner on the outside. You know, Beasley's good in the slot, but they didn't really have that X receiver to really be that uh, dominant route runner. Now you have Cooper now, so they're going to be great. The defense is is also great. So um, yeah, <laughs> the uh, Colts and the Texans was the first game yesterday. You know, I really thought that – I thought the game was going to, you know, go a little different. Um, I yeah, I agree. I, yeah, I, thought, I, didn't, I didn't think it would be 21-7, you know, but, you know, the, the coach defense played great. Marlon Mack ran the ball extremely well. And, again, the coach defense stopped the Texans' run, um, running r- rushing offense. But Lamar Miller did not play great. Sean Watson again led led the team in rushing, just like how we talked about with Lamar Jackson. I mean, yeah, just like we talked about with Lamar Jackson leading the Ravens in rushing. That's not really what you want. That's not really the best formula for winning. Your quarterback's leading the team in rushing. So, um, you know, Lamar Miller only 18 yards, only on five carries though. So it's like they really didn't really give him that great of an opportunity. But man, yeah, what was your thoughts on, on the on the game? Yeah, so the biggest the biggest uh, surprise game for me so far was this Colts-Texans game. I, I figured it'd be close. I didn't think that this Texans offense would only be able to put up seven points in a playoff game. I thought that definitely caught me off guard. Um, Andrew Luck played all right. Marlon Mack, like you mentioned, 24 carries, 148 rush yards and a rush touchdown. Played extremely well. And that offensive line for the Colts, we mentioned it time and time again, they allowed zero sacks. Uh Against, against that Texans defense. Uh, the youngest O-line in the league, I believe, and the best O-line in the league, that is a fact. They allowed the, the least amount of sacks. They allowed 18 sacks in 16 games this season. If O-line has been up to par for, for Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck has had plenty of time to get the ball off, make things happen. Uh, but, yeah, Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins really couldn't get anything going. There's no momentum, only seven points. Deshaun Watson had 235 pass yards touchdown a pick and then eight carries 76 rush yards so not a whole lot going DeAndre Hopkins wasn't really there they haven't really had a whole lot of run game but Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins are a couple of stars in my opinion I, I can't believe that they only put up seven points and I know that Colts defense is is, is has been playing really well this year uh pretty young defense but 
really holding it down. And, and yeah, I mean, Marlon Mack came to play. That was big for the Colts, 148 rush yards. But, yeah, that, that O-line, again, zero sacks allowed, that shows uh, on the scoreboard really is when that defense can't get to the quarterback, crazy things happen when quarterbacks get time. Zero sacks allowed, and and that's a that's against a D line with Clowney yeah, and JJ Watt. Watt. You know, right, you, right. Wrestlers, you know that's that's special, that's special, and that's why that's why I feel like in in their game against the Chiefs, I feel like it's going to be a shootout because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I really I see. I see forty something, forty something, really in that game. Just what, just based off everything you just said, and then like you said, you add Mac to the fold. Now they're balanced now, and and Luck, what Luck does, he he get, he throws the ball to everybody. You know, he doesn't just you know they you know Ty is the number one, but you know he he spreads the ball around, and you know Ebron, big big time pickup. And again, another thing we talked about change of scenery with Cooper to Dallas. Now you see Ebron was on the Lions. You know, atmosphere really wasn't, you know, Detroit, you know, not really a winning, you know, atmosphere. Right. Um, even though they were in the playoffs, you know, you know, a year or so, but, you know, still not really, you're not consistent. You know, now you have, now you have a guy like Luck. Luck's obviously better than Stafford. <laughs> so uh, that, that plays a big difference. And then, you know, Luck loves throwing the tight ends. Always. He's always, you know, remember when, right. they, had, remember when they had Kobe Fleener back then and earlier when he was in the, when he first got into the NFL. So he's yeah. always like he's always like throwing the tight ends. Right, he made Kobe Fleener look good. Kobe Fleener for, goes for to a New while, Orleans. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kobe Fleener signed a big deal in New Orleans, and he was a nobody. Yeah, man. Kobe I thought, yeah, good. I thought, yeah, I thought he was going to play well with Breeze, but yeah, really right, right. Bad. Yeah, because yeah, Breeze made Benjamin Watson look good, and Benjamin went over to Baltimore and was a nobody. So it is weird they they, well, they well, pick ben, and choose. Ben Ben was Ben was good even before that because he remember he was he was on the Patriots too early early. Oh okay, like I didn't in know two, that. Yeah, in two thousand two thousand seven, and then when they went uh, unfortunately uh, <laughs> eighteen and one, um, he was on that team. Oh. He was on that team early early two thousands with with the Patriots. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So um, he's he's been that, he's huh? been very yeah he's been very fortunate you know play with Brady um, and Breeze. So he's been very fortunate right. with two Hall of Famers. But yeah, back to luck. Just and and again, I, I really I really didn't expect the Colts to be this great right now. You know, I really felt like you know they would, you know, they were really young, like you talked about. Yeah, they they really clicked on all cylinders, and I really you know twelve has a big fact has a big role in that new head coach, but Super Bowl winning offensive coordinator, so that plays a big fact factor as well. So you know he's he's been right on the sideline. You know, calling the plays, calling winning plays for a Super Bowl right. champion, you know, winning team. So that's, I think, you know, since the McDaniel's thing fell through, I think that was an excellent replacement. Um, so, yeah, you know, the Colts, Colts, Chiefs. Let's just go. Yeah, let's go right to it. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> yeah, let's go right to it. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah now the Colts got are going to Kansas City. It's gonna be tough. Um, yeah, I didn't know if he minded if I went first and or I just kind of yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so uh, the big thing is here is the Colts have something that the Chiefs don't, and that's a defense, right? Andrew Luck is a great quarterback, top five in the league right now. They gave him an O-line that's going to allow zero sacks, and they gave him a defense out of nowhere. So that, that, that right there, I mean, you have a great quarterback that has plenty of time, that has a good defense. Come playoff time, they're scary. And obviously, we saw it only allowing seven points um, in a high-powered Texans offense. And, and, and able to get it done and get that win. But now they got this Chiefs team 
who have the best offense in the league. I know they don't have a defense, but this this Chiefs team is is no joke. And I I, I want to say the Colts are going to keep it close. You know, I want to say at 35-28 because, like I mentioned, the Colts have that defense. But at the end of the day, I think that offense, that Chiefs offense, is going to be a little bit too much. And it'll it'll come down to if the Chiefs have the ball, uh, the, whoever has the ball last is going to win this game. The Chiefs always need that last pass. Uh, Pat Mahomes can't run out of time. He needs the ball last to to win this game. And I think if Pat Mahomes and that offense finishes the game on the field, then then the Chiefs will come out on top. I always I see the Colts and the Chiefs, and I think about that playoff game couple years ago I think maybe it was like what 2014 when the Chiefs were up by I think what it was like 28-3 or something like that they're up like 28-3 and then uh you know luck just let them back and it was it was like ended up being a great game but it was with Alex Smith though now you know got Mahomes yeah I, it's, it's I feel like it's gonna be a shootout man I'm, I, I'm saying man I'm saying 45, 40. Man. Yeah, because, like, I mean, but, you know, the, the Chiefs defense isn't that great, but they do have they do have a couple stars. And, um, sure, Justin, Chris Jones, top five. Chris Jones, yep, Chris Jones, Justin Houston's still there. You know, one of the best uh, edge rushers definitely in the past six, six, seven, six, seven years. Eric Berry is back. You know, when he's healthy, right. top three safety, top three him. Him, Earl Thomas, and whoever we want to put their third, when healthy, are the, are the, I feel like are the, are the best safeties in the NFL. So he's there. Man, I, the, yeah, like you said, the Colts defense is really good. How are they going to play in Arrowhead, though? That's the thing. Right, right. The, you know, I think that, that, that's another thing is that even though that Chiefs don't have that defense, their, their offense is so high-powered. But in Arrowhead, that's something special. And the Chiefs, they got that. That home field advantage is, is big for the Chiefs. And I just want to reiterate it. it, it it's, it's, it's plain as day. If Pat Mahomes is the last man on the field, if that Chiefs offense finishes the game, uh, if, if Pat Mahomes gets the last pass, then they're winning that game because they, they could have had that Patriots game in the bag early in the season. They just ran out of time. The Patriots finished the game on the field. Tom Brady finished with the last pass, right? So, yes. It, it, it all comes down to if Pat Mahomes, a, an incredible quarterback, has has that last pass, then they're going to win it. And even if they don't, uh, you know, I, I think that that offense is going to be so much. I don't I don't know if that Colts defense is just too young and they're going to be starstruck by all those weapons and Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, Pat Mahomes, obviously. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be starstruck or they're going to they're hold it down. But I, I think it's it, it's just only fair to say the Chiefs for me. I just got to go with the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm, I um, man, <laughs> man, uh, man, I'm I'm gonna go with the Colts, man. I'm gonna go with the Colts. I think that, you know, now with Mac, with with the run game now, I think you know with with Luck, and now with the run game, I think Luck they're gonna play it smart. Look at last year, even though yes, you know Mahomes wasn't there. But just talking about defense, how they lost to uh, another AFC South uh, quarterback in uh, Mariota. So I think that you know, again, Luck. You know, he he's playing. He's playing great right now. He's playing great ball. 
Right. I feel like, yeah, it's going to be a shootout, but I think luck, luck gets it done, man. I think he gets it done. And shocks, shocks. Yeah. Yeah. It shocks the world. I mean, it it could definitely happen. It could definitely, he's, he's that type of guy. And I think this would be a special, this would be, this would be special season, you know, for him, you know, with the injuries and everything going on and for him to, for him to be, uh, for him to beat Kansas City and Arrowhead. And, you know, and I, you know, it would be, it would be great to see Kansas City win, you know, definitely for them to finally get over that, that, that hump of not winning a playoff game, you know, after going to the playoffs all the time, but just not winning that playoff game. Andy Reid, I think that'd be great. But I think luck, man. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go I, and and now I, I noticed after the loss of Kareem Hunt, the Chiefs have taken a little bit more time to get things going in games, and and the Colts have Marlon Mack, who who just uh, who just had an incredible game. I think that with with that that running ability and a great quarterback in Andrew Luck, that's time of possession. If they can keep that Chiefs offense off the field and they can just ground and pound, get little passes here and there to T.Y. Hilton, get some scores up on the board. Um, like I said, without without Kareem Hunt, the Chiefs take more time to get things going on the, on the offensive side of the ball. The Colts could very well come out the win. I think it's a 50-50 flip of a coin, honestly, because uh, the Colts just they, – they, they're, they're on fire, and, and they have – they've given Andrew Luck time, and they have allowed him to not get – to barely get hit and, and get, get balls off to T.Y. Hilton down the field and allow Marlon Mack to, to just absolutely dominate. So I think time of possession is big, like I said. If you can keep that Chiefs offense off the field, then there's no reason why you can't win that game. Yes, I agree. I, I agree. And when, when the Chiefs had Kareem Hunt, you know, exactly. They were able to, you know, utilize time of possession because he's, he's a special back. He's a special player. Uh, if Hunt was there, I – I would definitely pick them easily, no doubt. And I feel, I mean, they still obviously have a great chance, you know, despite his absence. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm rocking with luck. <laughs> uh, all right, um, next next AFC playoff game we have in the divisional round. We have the Chargers and the Patriots. We, what's, uh, what's your thoughts on both teams? Um, and we got? Yeah, so you can never count out the Patriots. I think that everyone should should know that if they don't. Uh, not a lot of people were talking about the Patriots, the Super Bowl favorites, but I I, I don't see any reason why the Patriots without or with, with Brady aren't a Brady and Bill, uh, Belichick aren't a Super Bowl favorite. I, like I said, you can never count out the Patriots and Tom Brady, Gronk. As long as they're healthy, Tom Brady never really struggled with issues, but Gronk usually does. Uh, you know, if Gronk's there. And playoff Patriots are, are a whole different beast. And, and Bill Belichick is a tremendous coach. So that, <laughs> that, that, that Patriots defense always finds a way to bail out Tom Brady as well. Um, mm. But I, I think that, I think that uh, I, I just, I can't, I can't pick the Chargers because like I said, it's just that, that Brady Belichick, uh, Belichick combo is, is just too much. And, and Gronk always finds a way to get, uh, key plays to put them ahead and like I mentioned the big thing is that defense usually bails them out and I didn't know this until I saw this thread on Twitter but uh, there's been multiple multiple playoff games where Brady's been bailed out by his defense and I know he doesn't have a ton of stars on defense I mean this Ray, season this the season the defense isn't usually there right what would you say this season or just what multiple playoff games in Brady's career oh in, in career the last recent seasons yeah uh, but 
and I know like there hasn't usually been a whole lot of stars besides Devin McCourty at free safety. I mean, I don't know a whole lot of, of big names on the Patriots defensive side of the ball, but somehow in the playoffs, like I said, they're a whole different animal and it's just, it's crazy. They, that Patriot way is, is, is crazy and you can never count them out. It's, I, I almost can't even put it into words, but that the Patriots know how to win as a team. They know how to get things done. Tom Brady, one of the best players of all time. I, I, I got to pick the Patriots. All right. Um, I'm picking New England as well. But, man, <laughs> so I feel like, you know, the def- you said the defense, the defense bells are very odd. Kind of disagree with you there. But you just look at the well, first, first, let's just look at the Super Bowl uh, 41 points. That's that's unacceptable, especially when you, especially when you know, you know, who you have on the center on the other, you know, you know, who you have on the sideline, you know, so right. to give up 41, that's you know, that's that's and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Patriot fan, so like, oh. yeah, 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 so I'm, I'm gonna keep it authentic, I'm gonna keep it real here. We keep it real. The defense, the defense is really a bend but don't break defense. Like you said, they don't really have a lot of stars. You know, High Tower's good. You know, he was drafted. He was drafted as an outside linebacker, but you know, moved to middle. Right. Once uh, Mayo retired, you know, you trade you trade Chandler Jones, who's you know double digit sack season every single year. You let go of Jamie Collins, who's the leader of that Browns defense now, young Browns defense. That's on the rise. You know, you let him go. So, you know, those were the stars. You know, <laughs> then you let go of uh, Logan Ryan to Tennessee. Let go of Malcolm Butler, who you benched in the whole, throughout the whole game, the whole game. You know, this guy made the, one of the best plays in playoff history. In my, right. opinion, in my opinion, the best play. The, I mean, on the one. That, that really happens. Picks on the one like that. And, and then you bench him. For I we still don't know why we'll, right. never, we'll never know probably in a Belichick book like ten years from now, but right. uh, that's you know I still I still can't get over that for that you know that that player you know for what he did what he did for you know in Super Bowl forty nine so you know the defense and and and, and they haven't had a a, a double digit pass rusher since since they traded Chandler Jones so. And and that's 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 their problem as well, you know. That's why Nick Foles really just stood in the pocket and just you know dice dice New England up <laughs> right. the Super Bowl. And you know, a lot of teams, I feel like Philip Rivers can really do the same. He can really do the same in this game. Um, they have pieces. They have a lot of you know Keenan Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen, a key matchup to look out for is Keenan Allen versus Stephon Gilmore. That's going to be a great. I mean, he's Stephon Gilmore, Pro Bowl, the only other only Pro Bowler on our defense. Right. It was just him. I think I believe it was just him and Brady, but only two Pro Bowlers um, for New England this year. Uh, that's going to yeah. be a great matchup. Allen Allen versus Gilmore is going to be a great matchup. But uh, Melvin, Mel, if Melvin Gordon has a good game, which is which is possible, you know, can New England be able to stop the run? Their run defense hasn't been that great this year. Pass defense, it's it's here and there. Other than Gilmore, it's been here and there, hit and miss. McCourty's good, you know the. Um, Jason, Jason, big uh, new new acquisition. He's 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 played well. He's played well, and teaming up his uh, with his brother. He's he's playing okay, but uh, they need they need pass rushers. 
They need only one sack. Only one, and then you look at the you look at the super. I, I hate to go back to that that game, but you only have one sack. And if Philip Rivers is standing in the pocket all game, that's it. That's it. That's it. Right. That's it. And um, they have to be able to turn the ball over. And they haven't been. They haven't done a great a great job of that lately. I mean, when you have a bend but don't break defense, usually don't turn the ball over a lot. And they, 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 need, they need to get to Phillip. They need to get to Phillip in this game. If they don't, the Chargers' defense is good enough to, to, to keep Brady, you know, off the field. <laughs> right. Sure. They could, the Chargers' defense is very good. They, like, like we just talked about when they, um, against the Ravens, they have stars on all three levels. So it's going to be up to New England's defense. You know, you just said New England's defense bailed out. They're going to need to bail out Brady this, this weekend. They're going to need to bail him out because – uh, yes, Brady, obviously the GOAT, no question. No doubt. I don't, I mean, man, people say pay in Montana. Listen, man, after the game again, after, after the game against Atlanta, uh, <laughs> I don't want to hear anything. <laughs> right. me, I don't want to hear any discussion, but, um, for this game, man, they need, they need to, they, they need to get to Phillip Rivers, man, and, and give Brady some more possessions, get, give Brady opportunities closer to the red zone as a, right. As opposed for Brady to just uh, go down the field, march down the field, and, and drives. I, that's just for them to do that over and over again against that Chargers defense. It could happen, sure, because Brady's, you know, obviously one of the best. But we don't, you know, you lose Josh Gordon, so you don't have that um, that deep threat on the sidelines type of speed. So now we're back to, you know, manipulating the slot with with, with, our, with our receivers and Gronk up the seams. So now we're back to that. I think they also need to run the ball. Give the ball to Sonny Michelle. Give the ball to James White. I think James White and Michelle need to need to have a big game. You know, add Burkhead in there as well as the three. Yeah, Burkhead. Yep. Yeah. So you know, they they need to have a big game as well. You know, they they're really they're really key in in that kind of slot seams type of offense that they do. And when New England really doesn't have a, a down threat, they usually like to utilize their running backs. So that's that's going to be key as well. So I, you know, I, I have New England winning. Man, I have it 27-24. Oh, yeah, I forgot to give my score, yeah. Yeah. I, I'd, probably, I'd probably give it 28-17, something like that, New England. Uh, and I was going to go back to this Twitter thread I mentioned earlier real quick and, and yeah. throw out numbers at you. So, in the 2001 Conference Championship, Brady threw for 115 yards, zero touchdowns, zero picks. He got hurt right before half, leads his offense to zero points. Drew Bledsoe comes in, takes the Patriots to the Super Bowl. Then in the Super Bowl, Brady throws for 145 yards, one touchdown, zero picks. Uh, only The offense only scores 13 points, but his defense forces three turnovers, one being a pick six, and the Patriots win the Super Bowl. And then Brady won Super Bowl MVP. Again, throwing for 145 yards, one touchdown. Super Bowl MVP, right? Because uh, he drove down the field and, and, and on that game-winning drive that led to the military field goal to win the game against, against the Rams. That's why. Sure. Sure, and I I wanted to bring up the game-winning drives too. Uh, yeah, throughout the game, it's it's really all Rex Burkhead, Sony Michelle, uh, James White. I mean, there's a there's so much running. Brady's kind of picking apart defenses like he does best. I mean, you throw any defense at him, he can pick it apart if he wants to. But then once they're down, then Brady shows that goat side, and he and that's why he has so many comebacks is because Brady never goes full force the entire game. It seems like. And and I wanted I wanted to, I wanted to say that because I, I I feel like that that's what I'm seeing at least. 
Um, but yeah, and then there's a, there's a few more games here I was going to read off if you didn't mind in this Twitter thread. Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. 2003 divisional, Brady threw for 201 yards, one touchdown, zero picks. As a below average game, puts up only 17 points, but the defense bails him out. Patriots win 17-14. 2003 conference championship, 237 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Once again, he has a below average game. He doesn't do anything special. His defense forces five turnovers and also gets a safety as the Patriots win 24-14. At this point, Tom Brady in Tom Brady's postseason career, he went five and he has He's 5-0, and and his defense has allowed just 15 points per game. 15 points per game, right? Defense is great. I don't, I'm not saying Brady's an awful quarterback. I'm not saying that if it weren't for defense, he'd be a terrible quarterback. I, like I mentioned earlier, Brady's one of the best of all time, but I just want to make this clear. Uh, that, <laughs> that the defense bails him out in the playoffs, and the Patriots are a different animal in, in the playoffs, right? I'll, I'll just mention a couple more here. I don't want to, I don't want to waste your time. But <laughs> no, no, you're good. Yeah, good. 2003 Super Bowl. Brady throws for 354 pass yards, three touchdowns, one pick. Played really well, but with the game tied with a minute and eight left, the Panthers kick the ball out of bounds, give the Pats the ball at the 40. This leads to a game-winning field goal, right? Yeah, that was – the Panthers it, it messed up. Is. He, messed, he right. messed up on that kick, man. I remember that game. 2004 Divisional, 144 yards, one touchdown, zero picks. Patriots gain 210 rush yards, and defense only allows three points. Once again, very average performance. His defensive running game are what lead the way, but Brady still gets all the credit. I'll name off one more here. 2004 Conference Championship versus Steelers. 207 yards, two touchdowns, zero picks. Brady puts up fine numbers, but he barely cracks 200 yards, and his team still puts up 41 points. Again, his defense is the difference as it forces four turnovers, one being a pick six. And there's a few more games in this thread, but I would have to go on and on and on. I'm just saying there's a history – of Tom Brady getting bailed out by his D. As much as I hate to say it, I hate when people go, oh, well, the refs were bad. That's why we lost. Oh, well, if it weren't for this interception, they would have lost. You know, as, as much as I hate to say it, Tom Brady is now 41 years old. He hasn't had a, a special year by all means. I'm just saying that even with that, the Patriots as a team under Bill Belichick are going to get things done, and especially against the Chargers, in my opinion, whether it is Tom Brady giving us a, a late game-winning drive or that defense bailing him out. You look at, you know, you, you, talked, you talked about those numbers. Those were, those were early in Brady's career. And, and, like, and it just goes back to what you said. We were talk, I think we were talking about the Bears. You said the stats don't matter as long as, as, long as you get the win, right? Right? Sure. Yeah. Sure. So, I mean, yeah, that's what you're you saying. That's, that's really what it was back then. And you look, you look at the talent. That those, you know, Ty Law, Teddy Bruschi, uh, Mike Vrabel, Richard Seymour, Vince Wilford, you know, they don't have those type of guys now. <laughs> right. And But my thing was that Tom Brady was getting a whole lot of credit. At it. No one's giving well, it's, credit for the wins. My thing was that Brady was getting so much credit for something that he didn't really deserve. I mean, I, I obviously, like I said, you know. But the, the game. At but look the, at the day, you got to win. But the game against the Rams, I mean, I mean, the, you got to remember, these the Rams were, you know, you see how we talk about the Rams now. Back then, they were the best team in the NFL. With so, Kurt Warner, Kurt Warner, right? Kurt Warner, yeah. Marshall Falk, right, right. Um, they were they were the cream of the crop. Like they were the best team. So for for Brady, yes, the, the defense was great, but for him to go down the field, march down the field, uh, and especially when people are like, you know, they're just going to take it into overtime, 
play it safe. Brady was like, no, nah, we're going to go win this game. That's exactly what they did. You look at the game against, yep, against Carolina. Those type of things happen, man. I mean, kicked it out right. of bounds. Kicked it out right. of bounds. What can you I do? Agree. So I just, I just don't, I just don't know how <laughs> we, we look back and it's like, oh, Brady has five rings. He's the GOAT. He has done so much, but then we look at all these postseason games. But what about what about the what about the games when the defense did bail him out? Like, um, sure, sure. I'm not saying that those, it's old. Like the other Super Bowls, old. the other Super sure, Bowls, like sure, last sure. like last year, Brady right, put up right. you know forty one. How you give up forty one to a backup quarterback? Sure, sure. I'm not saying that it's only been the defense bailing him out. I'm not saying that none of the Super Bowls are, are his credit, but it's been a switch. I, I'm just saying that at the end of the day, it, winning matters, right? No matter the stats. Yes, but people are giving Brady a little bit too much credit in the postseason. And I'm just, I'm just stating, I'm just stating that there's, there's a history of the defense bailing him out. And I could see this defense this year bailing him out as he is 41 years old and hasn't had a special year by all means. I think that, I think again, yeah, it was early in his career. So it's, so now, now what has really been, it's, it's been a switch now. So early in his career, he was developing as a young quarterback. And that's why I always feel, that's why I always say like, you know, a lot of teams, you know, third year, third, fourth year, they're so quick to, you know, pull the plug on these young quarterbacks, you know, let them put a team around them. That's what, that's what New England did in the beginning. You know, they, they put a team around Brady, run, solid run game, Corey Dillon, uh, Kevin Falk, and they had those stars on defense and he first got into the league. So he had to develop. He was a young quarterback. As he got older, he, he got, you know, obviously – became GOAT status. So that's when you see the numbers change. That's when you see the 50 touchdowns in the regular season. That's when you see all that. So now he's becoming right. a great now he's becoming a great quarterback. And then you see the defenses now start to decline a little bit too. Right. So as he gets greater, the defense declines. But when he wasn't as great, the defense was great. So he's there's never really except that maybe that 2014 year when they had Revis and, and Collins and and Chandler Jones, where I was talking about the guys that they all right. let go, which if they would have just kept, we, I mean, who knows, right? But right. Uh, there's, there, he's, he hasn't had that, that type of balance where he's been, at, he's been at a high level and the defense has matched it. So it's like you said, yeah, in the beginning, when he first, he first got in the league, he was a young quarterback. So you had to develop and learn, it, learn the way. But he's in those playoff games. Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, know? Patrick Mahomes, fifty pass touchdowns, second year, second year in the league, a twenty yeah. eighth ranked defense. I mean, playing great, playing great, young guy, and, and getting it done. It's a different era. It's a different era. It's a different era, though. Okay. It's a different time, like you know, back back then it was more of a, you know, the Rams really, you know, but their offense they really changed the game. You know, back then it was really run the ball, play defense. You know, with, with the Rams and what they did, spread the ball out, you know, throw for 400 yards a game, Kurt Warner, that's when the game started to really change to a more of a passing offense. And that's when you start to see Brady develop. And that's when you see the numbers start to increase for Brady. I mean, Mahomes now, he's flourishing off the, the high of the era now. But back then, it was a completely different game. Right. And it was. But, I mean, if, if we would have thrown this Patrick Mahomes into that era, he would have been even better. Because, like you said, it was a run-play defense. Patrick Mahomes is a pass is a is a fifty pass touchdown in a season, only the third to ever do it, and he's what twenty two years old, right? I mean, if we would have thrown this Patrick Mahomes into that era, he would have been even better because we had never even seen anything like it. I mean, you, know you also, but but when if you're gonna throw him in the era, throw in Kelsey and you know Hill, exactly, 
Exactly. Yeah, because yeah, so they got those 50 pass touchdowns without those weapons. Sure. Yes, yes. Best tight end, best deep threat. I mean, that's that's big too. And I, and then they had a top three running back. He had he had some talent. I mean, Alex right. Smith just Alex Smith just couldn't. He just didn't want to throw past twenty five yards. Right. That's right. really what it was. Like you know, Mahomes he doesn't care. Like he'll he'll wing it, and that's that's really what the what the transition is. And that's why they've really been so successful. You know, Smith, he didn't want to he, – he hesitated. Like, yo, you have Hill wide open. Throw it. He'll just uh, – just check it down. Mahomes is like, yo, I'm just going to throw it to Tyreek. Like, so that, that was a difference. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, man. For, I mean, yeah, if you, if, you, if you plug him in the era. But you got you to give those. You got to give Kelsey. Kelsey, best tight end in the NFL. I mean, that's it's not sure. like, it's not like he's throwing it to like you know third string, you know fourth string guys. So right, right, gotta right. play that. And then Andy Reid, elite, elite head coach. And this would be this would be great, you know, if the, not, not just to, just to go back real fast to to Chiefs and the Colts. That would be great for him to, to get this W. You know, it's been a while since he's made a deep playoff run since the Eagle days, since Eagle days. So that would be a, that would be a great look for for him to uh, uh, continue to advance. And that would be great, you know, Patriots versus Chiefs. Andy Reid versus Belichick again, that would be special. That would be a special game. Brady, right. Brady Mahomes, that would be great. That would be great to watch. Round two. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Arrowhead, that would be great. Okay. Um, NFC, let's go to the NFC. Which, where do you want to go? Which one of you, Cowboys-Rams, or you want to go Eagles-Saints? Which one do you want to pick? Well, we'll start with the, the Saints-Eagles, if you don't mind. Okay, yeah, go ahead, yeah. So, uh, yeah, and if you don't mind, I go first. I, I don't know. I just – I like to hop hey, in. Yeah, yeah, that's the pattern. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, let's okay. keep the pattern. Okay, cool. Cool. So, Drew Brees, um, five and zero at home in the playoffs, uh, or the the, the the Saints, you know, with Drew Brees, are five and zero at home uh, in the playoffs, and and they they got home field advantage. I don't see uh, any anything going wrong for the Saints. I mean, I think they're my Super Bowl favorites. They they're my pick to win the Super Bowl. They've been great all year. Drew Brees has shown that he's one of the most underrated quarterbacks of all time. They got Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. They've got Michael Thomas, a top two, top three receiver in the league, up there with DeAndre Hopkins, whoever else you want to throw in there. Um, and the defense has been there, but late in the late, I'll give I'll give them this late in the regular season. They've been struggling as a team. We saw that uh, against the Panthers, for example, at twelve to nine. But like I mentioned, five and zero at home in the playoffs. They got home field advantage. Eagles have have Nick Foles. They they just came off of a sixteen to fifteen victory. I see the Saints running them out of the gym, and in this case, running them out of the stadium. Man, right, <laughs> right now the stadium. I mean, I don't really Saints Saints defense is, is uh, playing really well as well. Um, they're playing great great football. Right. You know, that took a while. You know, you look at those seven and a couple, I think they had like three or four, seven to nine seasons. And, you know, and during those times where they struggled, they drafted defense. And now it's really paying off now. And they also, you know, draft some offensive players as well, Kamara, but Kamara and, and Thomas, but those are actually uh, second round picks, later round picks, not even first round picks. So they, right. they've been very fortunate in the draft uh, with, with a Hall of Famer. Like you said, definitely with, def- without question, one of the most underrated quarterbacks of all time. Just the numbers are crazy. The numbers are insane. Um, I think, I think this is going to be, I think this might be the, uh, despite, despite, despite me talking about the defense, I think this might be a, a, a high scoring um, game as well. And it's in a dome and Nick Foles, bro. I mean, this magic, 
this magic is it's crazy. I'm gonna pick the Saints. Just I think they 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 really I don't they shouldn't think about last year what happened with Minnesota, but they I think they want to avoid that this year. Right. And do anything possible to avoid it. They have home field advantage. I, I got the Saints. I got the Saints. Yeah. I think I got, I think it I think it's a lot closer. I don't I don't see it. I don't I don't see it as a blow because again, this is defending champion. So I, I don't I don't feel like it's gonna be a, a easy game. But I mean even last year, I thought the Vikings were gonna beat the Eagles. And they clapped they clapped the Vikings. <laughs> yeah. So right. it's like you just don't they just don't know, man. You just don't know. I think oh yeah, you just don't know, man. So uh but yeah, I'm 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 picking the Saints, picking Breeze. I think, yeah, they have a lot more talent. Like you said, they have a lot of talent on that offensive side of the ball. They need to run the ball, though. They need to establish the run early, give the ball to Ingram, give the ball to Kamara. Then from there, once they once once Philly starts to bring down safeties in the box, that's when you go to Thomas on one-on-ones, and that's when you start to manipulate uh, Kamara with these linebackers and safeties to try to get some one-on-one looks because he's dangerous as well out the backfield, and you can put him at a, at a wide receiver, so. But Eagles got Sproles now, and he's pretty much. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, they have Sproles, so you know Sproles has a lot of intel on on on, this, on the Saints. Sure, sure. So I, I I just I just remembered that. Yeah, so that that's gonna be that's gonna be big. That's gonna be big. I and mean, he he knows Drew better than anybody. I mean, you're talking right. about one of the best scat backs ever, in, in my opinion. So, this man, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's gonna. I think it's gonna be some points. I think it's gonna be some points in this game. But I got I the Saints winning as well. Yeah, I think I think the big thing is is the Saints have a top three offense. The Eagles have a mediocre defense, honestly. Uh, and yeah, sure, they're the, the defending Super Bowl champs, but at even you know week sixteen, week seventeen, I don't even know if the Eagles are going to make the playoffs, right? So under Nick Foles, I know he's got that magic. I just <laughs> I, I think it finally comes to an end. I think that Nick Foles magic finally comes to an end. I'm going to say 35-21 New Orleans. I think that offense is going to be way too much for the Eagles defense. Yeah, I have it. I have a 35-28 New Orleans. Momentum is crazy, though, man. Right. Momentum is momentum is really crazy, and right. you know they had that same type of momentum last year. So this, this that's going to be a great game on Sunday. And uh, the last game, Cowboys Rams. His, you know, his, uh, you, you're going to go for. I just want to say real fast. Historic okay. teams. Historic teams going up against. Okay. I mean these. These teams are historic. It's going to be a great matchup. Who, who you have coming out winning the game? So, I think it's it's only fair that any excuse me any normal um, uh, NFL fan picks the Rams here. I I think unless you're a Cowboys <laughs> fan, you're picking the Rams again. I hate Cowboys fans. They're gonna <laughs> they're gonna come out and beat the Rams. They're gonna say they're way better than the Rams. That Dak is better than Jared Goff. Zeke's better than Todd Gurley. That Amari's better than then all the Rams receivers combined. That's the crap they're going to say. <laughs> but I think it's an easy I think it's an easy dub for the Rams. I, and, and it all comes – it really all comes down to Jared Goff. Still a young guy. And if he – you know, I mean, he's a little touchy here and there sometimes, especially late in the season. He was on like a, a four-game stretch of only like one pass touchdown in, the, in those four games. Mm. So, it was a little scary late in the season. I think Todd Gurley, the best running back in the league, I think um, Robert Woods, and then that great de- I mean, Aaron Donald, an absolute monster. Other than that secondary, I think that they're going to be able to shut down 
uh, Dak Prescott. I mean, Zeke isn't going to rush for a crazy amount, but I think Dak Prescott's going to get shut down. And like I mentioned earlier, if you shut down either Dak or Zeke, it's game over. And I think that this Rams team is going to get that momentum this game against Dallas and uh, I'm going to another run them out of the stadium. I, I, I may as well just say 35-21. I want to say 35-14. Blowout, another blowout, man. Twenty-one piece. Um, and Dallas has a great formula to win football games, especially on the road. Run the ball, play defense. If Dak can also utilize his legs like he did against the Seahawks, that's going to be tough. That's going right. to be tough for for the Rams. The Rams have a lot of stars on the defense side of the ball, but collectively it hasn't, hasn't really shown in their rankings. We'll see, you know, again, things change, you know, it's the playoffs. Dallas, Dallas is playing well. Golf, like you said, golf has struggled and Dallas has, has a great defense. So <laughs> right. and I think, I think Dallas should definitely look at, look at the, uh, the, their game against the Rams game against the Eagles where, you know, that D line, was uh, ferocious, and you have Lawrence, Gregory, uh, Crawford. They got some guys. They got some guys, and I, I like I like the matchup. Those two linebackers against against Gurley, I like that matchup. Right. I like that matchup. They could throw both of them at Gurley, and, and you know make it difficult for him. Man, this is a tough game. This is a tough game, and it's going to come down to the quarterbacks, like you said. It's going to come down right. to the quarterbacks. Right. It's definitely going to come down to the quarterbacks because. The Rams are going to try to stop Zeke, and the Cowboys are going to try to stop Todd. So it's going to come down to – man, I'm going to go with – man, ah, man. I'm going to go with Dak, man. I trust Dak, bro. I'm not even – I'm not even a – I'm not any – I'm not even a uh, – I'm not a Cowboy fan at all, actually. But I'm just going off – we're just talking football. I'm just going off how they played. Right. Their, their formula. Uh, have, to, have to see golf. Have to, have to see how – Right, right. How I golf agree. plays. Like you said, he's, he's struggled – this this latter part and and Gurley hasn't really I think they stopped giving the ball to Gurley in the beginning of the season I had Gurley as an MVP because they were giving him the ball he was playing great you know the first eight weeks of the season he was looking like the best player in the league sure and he has come off some injuries here recently yeah he's had some injuries yeah he's had some injuries for sure and CJ Anderson was a big up big pickup for them later in the season um just to keep him fresh in, in certain situations but uh if they if, if Gurley has a great day, they win the game. Period. I think it, it's gonna come. It's it's gonna come down to the quarterback and 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 whichever defense stops stops their their, their best player. That that's what I was. And I say. trust. I I mean, again, the Rams have great stars, and Donald Deep my is is a uh, my defensive player of the year. I'm, I'm gonna go with Dallas, man. I think, I think Dallas. I think Dallas gets it done. They have they have a they have a really good defense. I yeah. think they're really playing well. As much as I think the the LA defense can can hold up Dak, I think that that Dallas defense can hold up Goff maybe more so than holding up Dak because Dak is on fire. Um, and we haven't seen anything special from from Jared Goff these last three four weeks. And he's coming off a bye. I don't know if he's getting better, if he's getting worse. You know, getting out of the <laughs> momentum or he's collecting momentum. You never know coming off a bye, right? Um, and Dax, Dax played some pretty good games. That giant right, game, right. the giant game was—I mean, it was meaningless, but it had had meaning though. So, but we we can't forget how great of a year the Rams have had, and how great Todd Gurley is, and how really good that defense is. So, 
I mean, I, I just I, – I have to go with the Rams. Have to. Hey, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm neutral. So, I mean, it doesn't – I just I just root for great games. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> so if, you know, the Rams come out and play well, it's great. Uh, I just – I just think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be a really good game because it's the playoffs. I just, I just don't like to see blowouts, you know, like. Right, and, and honestly, you don't need to see a whole lot of blowouts. I mean, the yeah. Cowboys just won by two, the right. Eagles just won by one. So, sit, me sitting here and saying 35-21, uh, 14 is really a is really a, a big risk. I mean, it, it, you don't really usually see that a whole lot, but. Uh, but it makes I mean, sense though, because the two teams you picked are you know high offensive teams. Right, 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 yeah. right. So. I don't know. It, it really, it really is going to be close, and it really all comes down to the quarterbacks in this Rams Cowboys game. I think. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree, and um, I, I just, I just trust Dak a little bit more, man. I think, and do special, bro. Yeah. All right. So. Uh, so yeah. So do you, yeah. Okay. So do you want to go into the like AFC Championship, or you just want to you want to wait? We'll, we'll, wait, we'll wait on that probably. Championship game? Okay, cool. Yeah, so so we'll definitely for uh, our next episode, we'll definitely dive into the uh, – we'll, we'll preview. We'll recap the divisional round and then preview the championship games. But now let's talk about the NFL awards and the season. A lot, a lot of great players had great seasons all across the board, quarterbacks, running backs, defensive players as well. Marco, let's uh, – Let's 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 go. You have, I, I think I think I already know, but yeah. Who do you have for MVP? <laughs> I got your boy Pat Mahomes, third ever to throw for fifty pass touchdowns in a single season. I think that that alone, it, it deserves MVP right there. Uh, well over five thousand pass yards. I mean, dude has been, I mean, a left hand pass and no look pass. I think that there's truly no competition. He's been great all. 17 weeks that we've seen him. well 16 games haven't seen him 17 weeks but all 16 games he's been great he threw for uh over 300 pass yards in like eight straight games that was the record he's had the greatest uh season for a fantasy quarterback ever and i, I know that's nothing you know real i'm uh, not a real stat but Shows that you know he's putting up the numbers, right? No, yeah, it is real. It has to be real because it's based off, yeah, it's based off real stats. So, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. But I mean, alone, I think it's like around fifty-three hundred pass yards. But that fifty touchdown stat, third to ever do it. I think that you have to give the guy the MVP. Um, I know Todd Gurley's had a great season, but he struggled with injury, so I think that kind of holds him back. Drew Brees has struggled a little bit more than Pat Mahomes has, so I got to give Pat the edge. Same, going Mahomes. Yeah, excellent season. Uh, out of Texas Tech, you know, a lot of people didn't know, you know, what 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 type of you know how long would he sit for extended amount of time. Alex Smith situation, you know, he sat, learned learned the offense, learned the system, and just came into the start of the game and just started just lighting the league up. And he's playing great. And the main thing that they did was they kept they kept that number one. That number one seed for home field advantage. So, despite you know the little the close games here and there, but they managed to keep get it done and win those games. And that's that's that was what's important. So, uh, yeah, I have Mahomes as my MVP, uh, defensive player of the year. I'm going with Aaron Donald, uh, the best the best defensive tackle in the league. 
the best, the best defensive player in the league to me is a top five player in the league. Just dominant, dominant at at, at the D line. Just, I mean, I I remember watching him at Pitt. Just, just wrecking the league, man. Um, his get off is crazy off the line. Probably the, the quickest get off I've ever seen. That's one of the reasons why he gets he gets to the quarterback so fast. And he's not even right. really a tall guy, only like 6'1", 285. And, you know, he's splitting double teams for him to get 20 sacks and constantly getting double teamed. And he's also great at stopping the run. To me, yeah, like I said, he's, he's a top five player in the NFL. Um, special, special, special player. And... Uh, yeah, Aaron Donald, defensive player of the year. <laughs> That's my defensive player of the year. I got you. I think he's up there for sure. I got to go with Khalil Mack. I think that uh, 12 and a half sacks, one pick, what he, what, how he transformed that Bears defense really gave him the edge over Aaron Donald for me. But everything you mentioned about Aaron Donald, I agree. I think it's really – if Aaron Donald were to win it, you know, I think that would be okay. I think that they announced that Khalil Mack won it already. I saw yeah. a little thing. That Khalil Mack won it already. But anyway, Khalil Mack is my defense player of the year. If you want to say Aaron Donald, I'm with you 100% on everything you'd say. I mean, it's really a flip of a coin. But I think the way Khalil Mack transformed that Chicago defense really gives him the edge over Aaron Donald for me. Yeah. All right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, big, big trade. There was some great trades that really paid well for, for these teams. Look at Golden Tate, Cooper, Mack. All of them, you know, played – played key key parts as to why those teams got into the playoffs. Um, coach of the year, we have a coach of the year. Coach of the year. I didn't even yeah. think a whole lot about this one. Uh, I might have to go with my guy Vance Joseph for the Broncos. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> but uh, he's I think not, he's not year, even, Yeah, yeah, man. He's not even <laughs> I think any year it's one of those things like Bill Belichick being just such a great coach. But I, I think I'm going to go with Andy Reid for the Kansas City Chiefs. Out standing head coach what he's able to do with pat mahomes is incredible uh i don't really know i mean what the chiefs went 13 and 3 this year they what andy Reid has done for them is incredible how he's how he's setting up pat mahomes for success is is great so i, I think i'm gonna go with andy Reid. yeah i had andy Reid, um but i'll just i'll just throw uh, frank reich out there and um anthony lynn charges head coach uh, sure. frank reich for the frank reich for the for the colts those guys had great yeah. years, but yeah, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Reed. Just I, I hope I really hope they I really hope they get that playoff win because that would really that would really put a a great stamp on on the season on the season whether they go to the bowl or not. Just at least getting a playoff, just at least advancing at least says a lot about the progress. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Andy Reed. Um, yeah, so offensive rookie of the year. I have uh, – I got Saquon. You know, a lot of people will probably go with Baker, who, who had a great year as well. You know, if he would have started those first four games, who knows, could have been in the playoffs. A great – you know, he didn't, he didn't start those first couple games and still had the most passing touchdowns by a rookie in NFL history. Excellent year. But I'm going to go with Saquon. 2,000-yard scrimmage. Just lived up to that. I mean, they both. I mean, we were talking about the one. We were talking about the number one, number two picks, and yeah, that's really rare that um, that both of them really have excellent seasons like that. You know, you look at it's 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 rare. It's rare, and they both came into the league and just 
to split the league up. Saquon is him, him and Odell for the next five, five to seven years is going to be special. Whoever, right. whoever comes to quarterback in the future, it could be Tua, it could be somebody, it could be somebody else down the road, it could be uh, Trevor Lawrence, who knows. But uh, yeah, there that offense, that offense is going to be crazy. And he's 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 a big factor in that. Just special man, making people miss. He can catch out the backfield. Has to work on the, his pass blocking a little bit, but that'll come with time as you know as he becomes a develops as a running back. But I'm gonna go with Saquon. Who's your offensive rookie of the year? Yeah, I, I have Saquon as well, second in the league in rushing yards this season. Not only was he a good rushing, uh, good good at rushing the ball, but uh, or good at running the ball, excuse me, but also a, a great receiving back as well. He's got that one-two punch. Um, he he can also you know he can go over to the flats get it off from Eli and, and like you said, make people miss. He can hurdle over dudes. I mean, he's Jack. He's a huge, huge running back. Um, and, and again, second in the league in rushing his rookie year. That's great. So, I mean, and plus everything you said, I, I agree. Saquon's my offense rookie of the year. Yeah, Eli, Eli was checking it down all day, all day to Saquon, man, all day. Yeah. If once, once it looked tough out there, just, he would just – Right there, dumping down to Saquon. And special, man, special. Um, defensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, yeah, who you got? Who you got for defense? I got Darius Leonard, the Colts middle linebacker. Uh, led the league in tackles this year. I think that, you know, lead the league in tackles as a rookie, you should definitely be up there in Offensive Rookie of the Year, and there hasn't been a whole lot of competition that I've seen. So, uh, And he's, he's always there uh, in, in big moments to deflect the ball, to make a big tackle. He's playing, you know, he, he's the leader of that defense. He's playing like a vet. And, again, leads the league in tackles. That, that's, that, I haven't seen a whole lot of competition. That's my guy, Darius Leonard, defensive rookie of the year. See, I'm going with Darius Leonard as well. Just going to throw out Derwin James and the Chargers, also having a great season, uh, you know, leading that, that, that excuse me, that secondary, uh, Chargers secondary, playing great rookie season, just – Having an excellent season as well. But yeah, Darius Leonard, 160 plus tackles. That's crazy. Right. Uh, for your rookie seasons out of South Carolina State. And um, you know, they they had their now they have their quarterback of the defense now to pair up with Luck. You know, he's obviously the guy in the center. So it's gonna be like I see the Colts. That AFC South is really gonna be something to watch uh going forward, especially. They, they have some great teams, great teams, great defenses over there. There's a lot of stars, a lot of stars. That 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 division is really going to be. I feel like it's really going to be one of the toughest divisions in the next few years. Um, okay, uh, comeback player of the year. You know, right back Colts man. I'm, I'm gonna go with Andrew Luck. Yeah. I mean, you know, he even said it himself. I was watching the interview. I was watching the interview before they played the Texans. He was having a conversation with uh, Matt Hasselback. You know, they're just talking about his comeback and and everything. He said he didn't even know if he loved the game. He didn't know if he was going to come back and play football for him to come now, come back. And I think he was, he was second in touchdowns, obviously behind Mahomes. <laughs> and right. uh, had an excellent season, excellent season leading this team, this young team, like you talked about previously, to, to the playoffs now. And, you know, now they have opportunity to, to, to go to the AFC cha- Championship game if they win this game at Arrowhead um, this weekend. So got to go with luck. You know, pretty much, you know, got better. Really, and right. uh, and now he has a team around him. That was really the problem. The, the years he was hurt, you know, he was getting sacked a lot. He was right, right. Definitely the most sacked quarterback since he got drafted prior to this year. 
And for now, for them, Chris Ballard has done a great job of, of uh, putting a, uh, a solid unit in front of him to, to protect him because, I mean, that's, you need to protect him. That's, that's your franchise. So I'm glad that they, uh, they've done that. And then just to pair, to pair that up with the young defense who's, who's playing well as well. That's playing well. So, um, yeah, I got to go with Luck. Luck is uh, excellent season, man. Comeback player of the year. Yeah, I agree. Andrew Luck is my comeback player of the year as well. I think uh, all of a sudden with this really, really young offensive line, allowing only 18 sacks through 16 games is truly incredible. Given such a great quarterback, has a great career ahead of him if he keeps up, if he has that line um, and can stay healthy. Obviously, that was the big deal was he kept getting hit over and over and over. I got got sacked the most last year, last season, 56 times. So, yeah, everything you said, I agree. I think comeback player of the year, definitely Andrew Luck. And, and for, for years to come, he's going to show us what he's capable of, you know, now that he can stay healthy, having time in the pocket, not getting hit as much. Yeah, man, we're, we're always on, we're usually on the same page when it comes to these uh, awards. <laughs> that's, been the, uh, that's been the trend, man. Great minds think alike, for sure. Uh, <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that pretty much wraps it up for the uh, Wild Card Weekend Recap. Uh, divisional round preview, man. Uh, Marco, thank you so much for, for joining me again for episode three of the Garner Pod, bro. Of course, man. Thanks for having me on. Um, if you want to check out Marco on IG, um, it's at the N one podcast and also at the Marco and injury show. Um, man, thank you so much, bro. I appreciate it. Guard up, guard up pod on IG. Thank you guys. Uh, we'll be back. We'll be back. (laughs) All right, right. right, guys. Peace out. Thank you. All right, bro. Thank you. All right, bro. Thanks, bro. Yeah, have a good one. You too, bro.